Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. My name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded, so if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say... I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C. Feldman. Listen. Do you hear that noise? That's that's the sound of of everyone speaking out against Wiley and his his blatantly racist tweets. Can, can you hear that? Oh, no. No me neither. And now, prepare yourselves for 2 hours of mediocre entertainment that may be mildly entertaining at best from the Antichrist himself. It's comedy bronze at least or your money back. Brought to you by an award-winning broadcaster. The award being a plastic trophy that's 10 centimeters tall that he got for doing well on a test in year 8. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Baby Queen and Buzzkill on Wizard Radio. Before that, Dua Lipa, Hallucinate. Good afternoon. 
It's Alec Feldman here. Are you good? Have you had a nice week? What you've been up to? I've had a, a very interesting week. I'm very glad that it is now the weekend and I'm once again on the radio because that is what I look forward to all week. So, yay. Back on till five. Busy show, um, including, well, do I want to say this? Yeah, I think I will. I will confide in you. I'm plotting a murder. Okay. I will give you more details after four o'clock, but I want your help with my scheming, if that's all right. Also, have you ever wanted to write a best-selling book? I've got some tips for you on that after four. We are discussing the honours system as well at ten past four. All will become clear very soon. And in the next kind of 50 minutes or so, Karen problems, being threatened by animals, and we've got a 60 second guide. And this week, I thought I'd shake it up a little bit, just for a few weeks. I am going to bring back a game we haven't done for a while called What's Going On. So just before four o'clock, we'll have a round of What's Going On, where I play you a clip of chaos unfolding, and you just have to work out what's actually happening. That's all on, plus Troy Sivan new music, plus Lady Gaga, plus Blackpink new music in just a second. And also in about five minutes time, I have some good news from my life. I've been boring you, but that might not be the right word, but it probably is, with stories of the last few weeks just about the fact that I don't own a bike. I've been trying to get one for ages, it's been really hard. I have news in about five minutes. Exciting bike news, try and contain your excitement. You can't, can you? No, no, you can't. That's on the way as well. But first, it's This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned. This week has been a very educational week in my life. I hope it's been educational in yours as well. I've got three life lessons that I've picked up in the last seven days, and I just want to share them with you so that you can just skip straight to knowing them without having to go through the difficult process of learning those lessons. First up, this week, I've learned that, you know flies, they they come from soil. I don't know if this is obvious or not. Like, obviously, they aren't, they're not, like, birthed in, in soil. Soil doesn't turn into flies. But all the little, like, the fly eggs are laid in soil. So if you've got, like, a pot plant, then all of the eggs are in there. And then eventually they will hatch and you will get loads of flies coming out of your pot plant. And this is not something I was aware of. And now I am. I got told this by my parents. And I was like, really? Is that is that true? And apparently it is. So that's a, that's a fun fact. It might be really obvious, but to me it very much wasn't. And now I've learnt it. Flies hatch out of... Well, their eggs are in, like, soil and plant pots and stuff. So that's cool. I genuinely didn't know that. I've also learnt this week... This isn't, you know, a meaningful, impactful life lesson. But it is something I saw on Twitter... The Cheeky Girls, remember them? Off of the 2000s, there was these two Romanian twin sisters. They had a hit single called Touch My Bum and possibly some others. And they've had as many songs in the UK Top 10 as legendary singer Bruce Springsteen. I've got Kit Lovelace to thank for that one on Twitter. That's that's the thing. Cheeky Girls, novelty act. Same number of Top 10 singles as a man who has been on for a very long time. Is Bruce Springsteen still alive? Is this something I should know? I'm going to find this out. Apparently he is. Yeah, look at that. He's 70 years old. Well, well done, Bruce. This is his birthday in September. And he's had as many top 10 singles as the Cheeky Girls singers of Touch My Bum. And finally, this week, I've learned. Listen, I'm not going to take this one any further. But 
just just trust me on this one. Don't don't play out swear words on on national radio. We're gonna park that and move on. Don't ask any questions. I've just learned. Okay. Moving on very swiftly, this is brand new music from Blackpink. How you like that on Wizard Radio? How you like that from Blackpink on Wizard Radio? It's Alec Feldman here. Hi. Troy Savan and Lady Gaga on the way. I have some exciting bike news. Guess what? I've bought a bike. Yeah, trumpet. Happy days. I'm finally the proud owner of my very own bike. Both mother and baby are doing well. This is great news. I've been borrowing bikes for weeks, some better than others. There was the one that really hurt my uh, underside. And then there was the one that was quite comfy, but also made me really wet every time I rode it with like mud and rain and dirt. But this, this is, this is my own and it's, it's, it's fine. It doesn't do either of those things. It's comfy and it keeps me relatively dry. I, it's got everything I wanted. I could not be happier. So this is really good. I don't know how I managed to get it. I got sent like some email links by my dad and he was like, have you tried these ones? And one of them just happened to be in stock in Argos. And I picked it up the same day and had to walk home with this massive heavy bike in a box. Because the issue was, this bike was not assembled. I had to put it together myself. Now, you know me. You know I'm a, a manly man. I'm a bloke. I love DIY and other such manly activities. And so, obviously, I took this in my stride. I was excited to put together this bike. Oh, yes. And... Once I had eventually managed to struggle with this very long, thin, narrow, heavy box, the sort of five minute walk home that took about ten, um, I opened it up in my little back, I wouldn't call it garden because that's not growing any grass, but it's like a little courtyard area. And I, I was sort of looking at it and it came in a few pieces and you had stuff to attach and um, it came with some, some tools. And it was fairly straightforward for the most part, even though the diagrams and the instructions were a bit rubbish. All of it was fine, except the last the last bit was attaching like the mud guard, which goes on top of the wheel and stops you from getting splashed with mud, which as you know is very important to me. And for ages I couldn't work out how it was supposed to attach. The diagram was really confusing and then I sort of worked it out, but then I couldn't I couldn't like get my little screwdriver thing in to like do up the the screw again and tighten it so it actually stay on and i would say i spent a good hour of my life trying to work this out and then i was like maybe i should i should see if there's any other tools in the box that might do the job better and obviously there was and it was really quick and that was fine happy days and the bike just like that was assembled i took it on a little test ride i was like yeah this is this is all right it's good it's kind of slow but it'll do and it was all ready for me to take out the next day and go on a big proper ride and I did that and it was all really good and it was fine like I said a bit slow but all on the whole fine and then the day after that I went for another bike ride because I mean there's not much else to do and about two minutes into the bike ride it suddenly went all weird and I was like whoa what happened there and I realized I completely lost control and like the wheel was pointing in a different direction to where I was turning the handlebars and the handlebars just come loose and like I'd move the handlebars and they'd move and the wheel just wouldn't move and it was all quite scary and this all happened within the space of about two seconds and I had to sort of try and stop the bike and get off without falling off which I did and it turned out I just hadn't <laughs> in my DIY wisdom I hadn't done the, the like 
bolt up tight enough and so it came loose and was very dangerous essentially and i well the bike tried to kill me i i obviously have no responsibility for that it was all the bike and so there was there was that my building skills weren't quite up to scratch because they did seriously endanger my life potentially um and that was that was good and then yesterday i was riding it and it was really like heavy and going along really slowly putting in lots of work and i realized that the tires were actually really really flat and so i bought a pump and pumped them up and today i mean it's amazing it's it's not slow anymore i just had to pump up the tires i'm starting to think i'm not really cut out for this this diy life you know <laughs> wasn't the most successful diy project i've ever undertaken but it now has get this working brakes tick working handlebars tick mudguard tick comfy seat tick and it goes fastish like everything is coming together it's all coming up millhouse I am now a bike daddy, a father to a bike, and I could not be happier. So there ends the saga of me trying to get a bike for weeks and weeks and weeks because I now have one and it is sitting outside in the hallway, which is good because I won't leave it outside in case it gets nicked. I'm not going through all that again. Coming up next, um, I, I've been a bit threatened this week. More details to follow Troy Sivan and Easy on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, that was Troy Sivan and Easy. My name's Alec. Hello. How's it going? Thanks for having us on. Coming up, I'll play you Agent Tracy and Little Mix. We'll do a game of what's going on before four o'clock. And, and now, um, a, a story, I suppose, of me being, you know, I'm going to say it, I'm going to drop the B word, me being bullied. I was bullied this week. I was walking. I was going for a nice, a nice walk. I'm just getting to know my new city. I live in Manchester now, which is in the northwest of England, and it's very nice. And I'm obviously because of the lockdown and all that stuff. I haven't really had the chance to explore anywhere outside of like the area where I live. So I was in, I was in town. I was walking around, seeing some sights. Walked along a canal for a bit. And it was really nice and there were, you know, loads of boats and nice things to look at. And I was having a great time and it wasn't raining for once and all was good in the world. And then um, there were well, there were some people like standing on the side of the canal. A big group of maybe three or four of them. And they were standing kind of in my way. And, and I approached them. And they just just didn't move and it was quite a narrow path and I couldn't really go go around them because otherwise I would have fallen in the water and I couldn't really go through them either um, so it was it was just you know a bit a bit weird a bit intimidating and I, I didn't really not know what to do oh also did I mention when I, when I said people standing I I meant geese there were geese and they were standing in my way for Three or four, I think, geese stood there, and I kind of walked up to near where they were stood, and I stopped, and I looked at the geese, and this one goose, the biggest goose, it, like, turned its head around and looked at me, like, looked me directly in the eye, me and this goose, and it opened up its mouth and went kind of like, as a goose does, kind of hisses, as if to say, go on, mate, try try and walk through see what happens do you want to try you feeling brave and at that point i was sort of like 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Never mind. I'll just I'll just go the other way. It's cool. It's fine. Don't worry, guys. Uh, you can you can just stay there. I'll I'll go another way. It's it's cool. And kind of turned around and walked off slowly and calmly so that the geese did not attack. And it was very scary. I know this sounds really lame, but you weren't there. You were not there, man. These geese were scary. They were intimidating. They threatened me. They bullied me. And I had to literally change the way I was walking because they were in my way and they wouldn't get out of their way. And I was too scared to walk through them in case they attacked me. I should not feel unsafe walking the streets, okay? I should be able to walk down the canal in Manchester without being threatened and victimized and bullied by by geese. And it was very scary, honestly. I, I know I know you might not think it was, but it, it was. Geese are scary. You do not want to be attacked by a goose. You've heard the saying, never say boo to a goose. And, you know, I haven't... I have never said boo to a goose. I, I, no. No, I have a few times, but always quite quietly, because I, I knew that if I said boo loudly to a goose, it would be very, very angry with me. And I do not want angry geese up in my face. So... I walked another way. I decided to de-escalate the situation and leave the geese well alone. And yes, I do feel a bit stupid that I I genuinely felt a bit threatened of of an animal, especially an animal that's about a quarter of my size, if that. But but still, there, there was just something in that situation, in the heat of that moment, that made me think I need to get out of here quickly. And I was just wondering if anybody's had any <laughs> similar experiences with animals where you just, you do feel a bit threatened by them, a bit scared. You think they might attack you if you're not careful and you just have to back really slowly, calmly off. Has anyone, is, is it just me that gets scared of geese or has anyone had any other weird, threatening, scary experiences with live animals? If you have, feel free to send me a message. 07807. 183538 is where you can text me. You can tweet me as well at WizRadio or um, send me an email station at wizardradio.co.uk. Send me stories of being threatened by animals and we'll read a few in a bit. Also on the way, Asia Tracy and now Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande, rain on me. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Please consume responsibly. AJ Tracy and Mabel on Wizard Radio with West 10. Before that, Gaga Grande, Rain On Me. Alec Feldman here playing the new Little Mix song next that came out yesterday. If you haven't heard that, you can hear it here in a few minutes. And JP Sachs on the way as well. Now, uh, let's get back to this, this intimidating animals thing. I got bullied by some geese this week. They were stood on the path next to the canal where I was walking. And one opened its mouth really wide and hissed at me when I looked like I might have been trying to get past them. So I just kind of turned around and cowered and ran away. Because they were very, very scary. Um, I, you know, I wasn't ready to meet my end at the side of a Manchester canal with some geese being pecked to death and honked at. Just, no, terrible. No, thank you. Um... I'm just asking whether you've had any any weird, scary experiences with animals where you felt a bit threatened by them, maybe? And Aiden says, Alec, you're a smarter man than me. I was bitten by a goose once because I got too close. I was just trying to feed it some bread, which I know you're basically not allowed to do anywhere anymore. But I was younger and I was too cool for school. 
And, and the goose, when I was trying to feed it some bread, bit my finger. It hurt so much. Anyway, if a goose ever tries to intimidate you again, just remember that geese are a poor man's swan, and that is facts. I will bear that in mind, Aiden. Thank you. I'm finding a lot of a lot of strength in that actually. That geese, as scary as they are, they're just they're just insecure. They're like you know, all bullies. All bullies have their own issues going on that you don't know about. And with geese, they're just they're just jealous of swans. They wish they were a swan. They feel really inadequate and insecure because they're just not as good as swans. Yeah, you know what? Thank you, Aiden, for helping me see it from the perspective of the goose. I understand. I understand now. Although, um, yes, I'm clearly, clearly smarter than you because I knew to run away. I had the sense to run away from the geese and you clearly didn't. You actually tried to feed them bread. Which, obviously, everybody knows. It bloats the ducks. You shouldn't feed, feed the ducks bread because it, it bloats them and they get fed anyway. That's what the signs always say. But Aiden was doing it. He was being a rebel. And he paid for it. Not because the duck swelled up massively from all the bread, but because he got attacked by the goose. D did it bite your finger in a malicious way? Was it like, honk, and took a massive lump out of you? Or was it just like, a mm, bread, yum? Goose, goose, hiss, hiss, ha, ha, oops, finger, bitten, pain, crying, tears, all that kind of stuff. You know, what? how's the goose feeling about it? Were they angry or just clumsy? <laughs> I'm trying to work out the intentions of this, this goose that attacked you when you were younger. But mm, a nasty experience, I'm sure. I'm sorry that you were bitten by a goose, Aiden. I really am. I hope that you can, you can recover from this. Uh, I mean, it was probably quite a while ago, but, you know, I hope I hope you're not mentally scarred by it forevermore. And every time you see a goose, you just kind of recoil in fear. Jessica's been on. Hey, Jessica. I've nearly been threatened by an animal, but then I was saved by another animal. I was looking out of my window and I saw a cat in the garden. And I hate seeing other animals in the back garden because I've got a dog and the garden is his place. He's weed all over it and left his mark. It is not for other animals. So anyway, I just went outside and tried to scare the cat away when it started looking at me and walking towards me really creepily. And then as I just kept barking at it to go, it lunged towards me just as I thought. I was going to die, I thought. And then my dog ran out and started barking and he scared the cat away. And he got all of the cheese he wanted on that day. Wow. What a heroic dog. Do dogs eat cheese? Is that a thing that dogs are known for? I wasn't aware that dogs like cheese. But I'm glad that your dog did get all the cheese that it wanted for one day only as its reward for saving your life from a cat that lunged towards you. Was it like, did it jump? Was it midair? Or was it like rapidly advancing when the dog was like hey get out of town that was that was one question but also uh, you were barking at the cat to go was is this barking in like the metaphorical sense like you were like cat go away or were you literally going woof 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 go away cat woof woof like a trying to pretend to be a dog even though you had a real dog to scare the cat away did you forget in that moment and think you had to pretend <laughs> what was going through your head at that point yeah, um, cats, cats are confident though. Cats will walk all over anyone's garden. That's their thing. They make themselves at home wherever they are. They will stroll through your garden. They'll annoy your animals. They just 
are full of themselves. Cats, yeah, annoying. Although I wouldn't have had them down as that scary. I suppose they can they can scratch, I guess. But if I was ranking scary animals, I would put geese above cats. Sorry, Jessica. But no, I'm with Aiden on this one. Geese are very scary. Rebecca, hi. A couple of months ago, she says, in the height of lockdown, I went on a drive with my brother just to pass the time. Don't worry. We didn't get out of the car. We just drove in isolation to get out of the house and test our eyesight. I made up that last bit. I guess because it was so quiet, a lot of animals have been wandering around more. And as we were driving, there was a family of ducks crossing the road. So my brother stopped the car to let them pass. And then suddenly, they all stopped and turned their heads and looked at us. I swear one of them looked right into my soul. It was so scary. But then my brother hooted and they went away quite quickly. But it was a bit of a moment. Wow, what are you implying here, Rebecca? Because... Obviously, you weren't, you know, you weren't physically in any danger because you were there in a car. The ducks, they're not even geese, just normal, regular ducks, I'm imagining, like a family maybe. A mum and some, some kids that are all, like, cute and small following behind. You could have squished them if you wanted in an instant. So it's not like they were any threat to you because you clearly had all the power in that situation. But what's happened to Rebecca, I think, is she's just... The duck somehow had this presence that it it radiates and it was able to, I guess, like she says, just look into her soul and really give her chills and just something about that duck was not like any other duck. And so even though she wasn't in any physical danger, I, I think she just, she felt violated and very very intimidated and worried by this this duck looking in <laughs> into her eyes wow that's somewhat weird i i've never thought that about a duck you know obviously the geese were very intimidating but that's because they were actually threatening me they weren't just crossing the road that sounds that sounds weird kind of spooky and hello to lana as well have you ever been in a field when a herd of cows have started charging towards you no, but I have, this is a classic story because the story that Alana has told me in this message I've literally heard myself from other people at the time Not not Alana's story just in general when I did D of E she says that's exactly what happened to us It was terrifying. We sprinted with our big bags on our backs And I think we nearly died because just as we went over the fence the cows went right up to us And I still get very nervous if I ever see a cow which is very rare, let's be real. Oh, you're such a townie, Ilana. Never leave the city, do you? Never see any animals or cows or fields or anything. Yeah, I feel like everyone's got one of these stories. I like a getting charged at by cows on DV story. There was definitely a group on my DV that got it. I remember we were walking and we kind of, we intercepted them. But they were on the wrong side of a fence. And so they were on the side with the cows. We were on the side without the cows. And they were all very scared of the cows. Yeah, everybody has a, a D of E cow story. Yeah, that's cows are intimidating. Because unlike cats and ducks and geese, cats, sorry, cows are genuinely huge. They are absolute beefcakes, uh, no pun intended. Uh, like, they could, I mean, they probably have killed a person. Because they're enormous and they're heavy and they can run. And bulls have horns. Yeah, no, I would not want to get on the wrong side of a cow. You are so right. Cows are very scary. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only person here who who has feel felt very threatened by just the presence of of some animals. But 
it's geese. Geese are the real menace in the world. It's always the geese. Coming up next, uh, the problems with being called Karen. Coming after Little Mix, new from them, it's Holiday on Wizard Radio. This is Wizard Radio, that was Little Mix and Holiday. I'm Alec, hi. The Karen, the concept that has emerged in the last few months, which very accurately describes just a certain type of like middle class woman who's easily offended, the kind of person that always complains to the manager, the kind of person that just a bit of an interfering busybody, not not very not very with it, not very switched on. And you'd very much use Karen as an insult. It's almost like the female equivalent of gammon, in a way. Men are gammon, women are Karen. How lovely. And obviously that's a thing. That now everyone's like, oh, steady on, Karen. If if someone's kind of having a bit of a whinge about something really trivial. And it, do- it does have its downsides. In that obviously, if you are called Karen, your name has now been totally co-opted. And it just represents something that you probably aren't. I mean, obviously there are a fair few Karens who are Karens, because that's why they're called Karens. But there's going to be some Karens who aren't Karens, and they're cool. They just are really unfortunate that their name has been the one that's become this insult. And that's happened to someone who works at Sainsbury's. Because someone's been having a go at them on Twitter. You know, all these people at the moment, they're like, Oh, I don't want to wear a mask. Ugh. Um, You know what they said like it's it's an attack on my freedom i can't breathe i should have the choice all that all that rubbish reasons why they shouldn't wear a mask even though it's good for them and it's good for everyone around them to keep them safe from corona um and they've been having a go at sainsbury's on twitter and someone at sainsbury's shot back in fact karen from sainsbury's shot back saying we won't be challenging customers without a mask when they enter or when they're in store since they may have a reason not to wear a mask. Karen. And so that's that's Sainsbury's explaining why. Actually, because in the, the exchange I've seen, it doesn't actually show the original tweet. So I, this is someone complaining about Sainsbury's not calling out people who aren't wearing masks. My mistake. I I could I should have read that sooner. <laughs> so someone's complained about people not wearing masks and why Sainsbury's staff aren't doing anything about it. Some Karen, who works at Sainsbury's, has been back on saying, listen, there might be a valid reason why they're not wearing a mask, like health problems or whatever, and that's why. And they've signed it off from Karen. Then the person that tweeted the original complaint goes, highly offensive putting Karen at the end. Stick it! And she's got really upset because she thought Sainsbury's were calling her a Karen for complaining. <laughs> and actually... <laughs> Karen's just the name of the person who replied. <laughs> See, this is the problem. Now that Karen's become such an insult, even Karen's have wised up to it. The Karen's know that they're Karen's, and they get offended when they get called Karen. And it's got to the point now where they think they're being called Karen, even when they're not, by people who are legitimately named Karen. See, what a problem. I think, do we need a badge or something? Some way of, of showing that you you know this person's actually called Karen. It's not an insult. I don't know. We'll have to think of something because this can't go on. Because think of all the poor Karens in the world that are now being lumped in with all the Karens. You know, terrible, terrible. Coming up next, let's have a go at what's going on. It's a game we haven't done it for a while. Bringing it back, I'll explain everything next. Here's JP Sachs. <laughs> 
That was JP Sachs and hey stupid, I love you. My name is Alec Feldman. How is your Saturday going? Are you good? Right. Now listen, um, normally at this time, we'd be doing someone's knocking at your door. That's what I've been doing every week for a while. Um, obviously before that it was someone zooming you and now it's someone's knocking at your door again. And I'm going to do that really annoying radio thing now where I say there's a really, really, really good story that I can't tell you. And I, I'm not even joking. I genuinely can't tell you tell you why this is this has happened. And this isn't a radio thing. I genuinely I can't. But long story short, you know how someone's looking at your door? is based on the adverts for the People's Postcode Lottery that are on the telly all the time in the UK. And, you know, it's like, oh, lottery, someone's not going to have to do it. Um, this isn't a joke. I have genuinely quite annoyed some people who work at the People's Postcode Lottery this week. I'm not not joking. And I can't, t- I wish I could tell you the story. I really, but I can't. But basically, we're going to rest that for a little while just so I don't annoy them even more. So it will be back eventually, but, but for the meantime, we're going to do what's going on at this time instead. So if you haven't heard what's going on before, I'm going to play you a clip in a second, and it's just going to be a clip of just kind of chaos unfolding. It's not entirely clear what's happening. I just want you to try and work it out. You can you can try and guess for real, if that's what you'd like to do, or you can just fabricate an elaborate story about what you think might be going on in the clip. If that entertains you more, I'm good either way. I'm happy, and that's that's how it goes. So, in an hour's time, just under, I will tell you what is going on. But in the meantime, let's have a listen to the what's going on clip for this week. And I'm not doing it because I woke up in a free country. Have a great day. So you're gonna take this car from me. Sir, have a great Pull day. Pull stuff. You are no longer welcome here in our warehouse. And and that's that. What what are they on about? What's he talking about? What car? Why is the guy being like, you are no longer welcome in this warehouse? What What's happening there? Let's hear it again, just so we can, you know, build up a picture in our mind. Of and I'm not doing on. it because I woke up in a free country. Have a great day. So you're going to take this car from me. Sir, have a great Pull day. Stuff. You are no longer welcome here in our warehouse. And I just want to know, what is happening? What do you reckon is going on in that clip of chaos in what seems to be a warehouse any ideas send them to me right now 07807 183 538 that's the text number if you want to text me you can email instead if you'd like alec no that's that's my personal email. Let's, not, let's not give that one out station <laughs> it's been a long week station at wizardradio.co.uk is the email address or get us on all of the socials twitter instagram facebook whiz radio on there let's have that clip one more time Oh, apparently we can't. And I'm not doing it because I woke up in a free country. Have a great day. So you're going to take this car from me. Sir, have a great day. Pull the stuff. You are no longer welcome here in our warehouse. What is going on there? We'll read out the most entertaining slash accurate ones at about 10 to 5 this afternoon. On the way, obviously we've got to play One Direction because it is 10 years and two days now since they formed. And Doja Cat's on as well. After the news, it's 4 o'clock. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. The best song ever from One Direction. And before that, Doja Cat and Gucci Mane like that. And yesterday, 
was 10 years and one day since One Direction formed. Two days ago, it was 10 years since One Direction formed, which means today it's 10 years and two days since One Direction were formed. I'm really, I'm really um, milking this one, as you can tell. But it's a nice excuse to play some One Direction on the show. I'm Alec. Hi. Coming up, Gracie and also Gracie Abrams. It's a double bill of Gracie on the way soon. First, though, so I'm, I'm guessing you must have seen or heard about this by now. Wiley, the, the grime artist, been called, I think, the godfather of grime by a lot of people. Um, he had a couple of big songs, like, in the charts a few years back. There was the Rolex one and the the Can You Hear Me brackets, I, 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 uh, one, that one. And, you know, it was, it was a big deal. And suddenly in the last 24 hours, he's been on Twitter and he's been posting loads of really racist, anti-Semitic stuff about Jewish people. And it's not cool. And hopefully this marks the end of his career because it's so disgusting. But... Here is here is where I'm turning this quite horrible thing into some some fun light-hearted content. Um, so he's got an MBE. He got given an MBE a couple of years back, which is like a big honour that you can get from the Queen. Um, there's a few of them you can get an MBE or an OBE or a CBE, and then if you're really good, you become like a knight. You become Sir or a can you be a Baron, a Baroness, a Lord? Also, there are all sorts of titles basically that you can have bestowed upon you by the queen if you've done something notable or important or donated lots of money to a political party um and while he has one of these, he's got an mbe and obviously now he's been saying all the things he's been saying that are really racist on the internet everybody's saying he should have his mbe revoked and i was thinking it's, it feels quite rare for people to have their titles revoked it doesn't happen like that often because it's quite a big deal, you know, you have to do something really, really bad to have your title taken away. But it has happened throughout history. If it does happen to Wiley, as a lot of people are calling for, it would not be the last time. Um, I mean, the first time. It has happened before. So I've done, I've just done a bit of research and I've looked at other people who were given titles by the Queen and by the British government that then had them taken away. Um... And I've, I've found a few, so I'm going to bring in James at this point. Hello. Hi, I'm here. I'm alive. Good. We missed you on on um, what's going on earlier. I know. I I miss being on air and asking stupid questions. Don't worry. Someone's knocking the door. We'll be back one day. Thank we you. will. We will knock again. Well, you know, as long as we can continue knocking. Obviously, when it's safe to knock again. Um, and Absolutely. when you stop annoying important corporations absolutely <laughs> all right how much do you know about titles being um, revoked other than the fact that i would love one they're a very outdated system absolutely and it should be abolished as soon as i have been made a sir yes same well as long as they're still upheld for people who've previously got them well sometimes sometimes that doesn't happen sometimes they get revoked well, rarely, and I really don't know of any situations where they have, so this is going to be an interesting five minutes of radio. Absolutely. So I'm going to give you... Um, okay, we can do this in two ways, actually. I can either give you the name of the person, and you have to tell me why you think they got their title taken away, or I can tell you why they got it taken away, and you have to guess who it is. Which would you prefer? Can we do it where you tell me the name of the person? Yes. 
Because otherwise I might throw some people under the bus. Accidentally. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Let's begin with Benito Mussolini. Oh, God. He had... Uh, what did he have? So the former fascist dictator of Italy, mm-hmm. 1922 to 1945, um, was given an honorary knighthood by the Queen. I don't really... Well, no, it was the King at the time, wasn't it? The King of England. Gave him an honorary knighthood. Why did he get his withdrawn? Probably because didn't he kill loads of people? Yes, I mean that was that was quite bad. But you know, it, I don't think the British establishment yeah, at the time was really necessarily opposed that. to killing people. Yeah, they don't really care about that, do they? Um, okay, so why did he get his title? Is on a revoked? God. Is it for a ridiculous reason? Is it like actually not the reason he's famous? He got it taken away because he disrespected the king by not showing up for tea. No, it is one of the, the a quite famous reason I'd say, but it's also not something that most people have really done. Um, leading a dictatorship? Not quite. What did right. he do whilst he was leader of that dictatorship? I'm gonna say I stopped doing history in year nine. So, please be fair on me. Um, hmm. What did he do famously whilst he was running fast? Well, kill loads of people. But what kind of people? Jews? No. That should be a ringtone. Um, <laughs> I don't know who... What, Italians? Mm, well, yes, but no. All right, you're going to have to give it to me. This is just proving how bad I am at history. Right, well, if you had carried on with history until A-levels, you would have learnt about this in the history A-level. He joined forces with Nazi Germany and declared war on the UK. And that's Ah, why he got his knighthood taken away. Okay, well, that's fair enough. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Right decision. Next. Okay, next. Robert Mugabe. Oh, God. Alec, can we go less controversial? I guess you have to be quite controversial to get your honour taken away. Well, um, absolutely. Robert Mugabe, um, what, what's he known for? Was he? He's not South Africa, is he? He's he was Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. Well, he also killed loads of people. Yeah. And you know what? On, on this occasion, we <laughs> did care a bit more. It was more recent. They took it off him in 2008. Because of his human rights violations and disregard for democratic process. There we go. That's the right decision. Um, I won't make you guess this one, but I've just read that a former dictator of Romania had his knighthood taken away one day before he was executed by a revolutionary firing squad. So that was a really tough week for Nikolai Sesko. Very difficult one for him. Yeah. Um, um, obviously, you know, all of the people who lived under him. Hmm. Quite, quite a thinking, joyous week. I'm thinking let's do one more. Okay. If you say Jimmy Savile, I know the answer. Of course I'm not going to say Jimmy Savile. What do you take me for? Well, who's the next one, Alec? It's Ralph Harris. Oh, very similar reasons. Um, For, how do we put this slightly, touching young children. That is why he had his CBE taken off him in 2015. Wait, and just to clarify for listeners who are doubting, it wasn't for being on the Churchill ads. Although, <laughs> those are also quite <laughs> disturbing, considering all of the allegations as well. But... I forgot about that. Yeah, he was wobbling that, that board. Um, but yes, I would say that touching children 
full stop. Obviously, you know, with parents' permission, if it's just a handshake, that sort of time, that's fine. Anything below just, that, just leave. Maybe, maybe, maybe stop right don't, now. Don't get in on her. If there's an allegation, yeah, I don't yeah. think you should get in on her. If it's yeah, proven okay. true, for this definitely. Whole. Yeah, I just sometimes think it's important to clarify our stance, seeing as we've just have done a light-hearted segment following Wiley being stripped of... Well, not even yet being stripped of his, of his MBE. So... But there we go. Wiley, if he does get stripped, he'll be in the company of Robert Mugabe, Benito Mussolini, and Rolf Harris. And Jimmy what Savile. A, well, I don't think he ever got his taken away. Didn't he? I, I mean classic but he should have <laughs> well arguably yeah because he, he died didn't he before any of it came out. anyway can't you get it taken away posthumously uh, maybe but right, we're gonna do some research. i'll be honest i was using a, a list article and he was not on it so let's just move on um I'm there was a, a fun game about murderers and paedophiles oh, he's still You're got welcome. his honours okay we're moving on but he does still have his honours he can't be stripped of it posthumously so, outrageous. outrageous what What are your thoughts on this don't tell me because I, I don't me. care coming next I'll tell you how you could write a best selling novel after Gracie and Rule Empty Love Wizard Radio it's Wizard Radio that was Gracie Rule Empty Love we are currently in the filling bit of a Gracie sandwich. Coming up, I'm going to play Gracie Abrams. Have you ever wanted to write a best-selling book? I personally haven't, but I can see the attraction. And if you do, I have some tips. I've just been reading about this, this author who wrote a best-selling book. His name is Mark Dawson. He wrote a thriller called The Cleaner, which, which already sounds thrilling um and you know just talking about some ways that he managed to make this book really successful um it was in the top 10 best-selling books in the book chart and you know well done him for that and so a few of the ways he managed to do this obviously you need a compelling plot it needs to be exciting and dramatic there need to be twists there need to be turns that's that's one element, obviously, plot, very important. Characters, again, important. They need to be relatable. They need to be likeable. They need to connect. They need to be realistic. Again, very important. In terms of the writing style and the dialogue, it all needs to be quite easy to read. You know, you don't want to make it difficult for people or confusing. All of those things are very important if you want a book that is best-selling. You also have to contact people who have bought the book and asked them if they can return it and then buy it again. That's that's another way, because then it looks like there's more sales, right? Isn't that that clever? Um, and finally, obviously, you do have to buy 400 copies of it yourself. And that's how you can get your book up the book charts, because you are selling lots of copies. It's just they're all going to you, the person who, who bought the book. Because that's basically what this guy's done. He's got into trouble. Because he bought 400 copies of his own book. And then somehow someone found out about it. And then he got busted. And now he's in lots of trouble. And his book has been kicked out of the book charts. Which is very unfortunate. But 
I understand the logic. I can see why he's done it. I think that's, that's quite a clever move, really. I should do that with my podcast, which, by the way, it's called Alec Feldman, the podcast, and it's this entire show, but with all the music cut out, you should get it. I could just download it myself. I could subscribe on, like, loads of different devices, download it loads of times, and then maybe, much like this guy getting his own book in the chart by buying it loads, I could be in the podcast charts. Oh, that'd be good. I should give this a go. So, if you're planning on writing a book, follow this guy's lead, just unlike him. Don't get caught. Thanks very much. Coming up as well, next, as well as telling you how to get a top 10 book, I want to talk about how I could get away with with a murder that I'm plotting. Do not be alarmed. I will explain everything after Gracie Abrams and Friend on Wizard Radio. Gracie Abrams and Friend on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman here. Afternoon. Thanks for listening. I'm planning a murder. I know. Don't, Don't be too shocked. Um, this is, this is to do with my new housemates. I told you about them the other week. I'm living in a new place, in a new city. Got a new housemates. We've got, um, we've got the countryman, because he's from a tiny little village in the countryside, somewhere in, like, Shropshire or somewhere. And we've got, I think I decided she was called Hammy, because she reminds me of the squirrel from the movie Over the Hedge, brackets, 2007. Um, so, those are the two people I'm living with at the moment. And I've already told you about my issue about um, watching TV and films with the subtitles on and how unacceptable I found it. And and once again, they have rubbed me up the wrong way. Which makes it sound like I don't like them, but I do. I think they're great. I'm really happy to be living with them. But just, just you know, tiny things. They've both gone away at the moment. So it, it's literally just me here by myself. Has been for a couple of weeks. And yet, Hammy, the one that's, that's a bit squirrel-like, but in a nice way. <laughs> has has managed to annoy me without even being here because she's a plant mum she owns quite a few potted plants and just before she went away i noticed that they'd just appeared in the kitchen um nothing had been said about them but their appearance in the kitchen said to me that she probably wanted me to water them um which you know is fair enough i can water plants and I'll be honest, I, have, I haven't been watering them. They've just kind of been, been sat there. But you don't need to water plants that often, do you? And especially not house plants. They just kind of sit there, do their thing. Every few days, a week or two, you can drop a bit of liquid in. But on the whole, you can kind of leave them. And they'll be all right. And I've also noticed, ever since those flies... Sorry, ever since those plants appeared in the kitchen, there's just been loads and loads of tiny little flies in the kitchen. And I've been going around basically every day squishing loads of them and trying to catch them and chase them around the room. And I get loads every day and there's still more. Every day more and more appear. And I suspected that this might be something to do with the plants. Because that's where they all seem to be hanging out. And when I was talking to my family the other day, they told me, I mentioned this on This Week I Learned earlier, the fact that flies hatch from eggs that are in the soil of plants. And so these plants have been releasing flies into my living room and kitchen area and i am not happy about this it's very unhygienic it's gross it's not not good at all and so the only solution really i'm told to stop all these eggs hatching and stop the plants kind of bringing flies is is to kill the plants and I, I, I don't know if this will work. I hope it will. Like, it's been suggested that it will work. Although, thinking about it, I don't fully understand why. 
but it's too late. I've made my mind up. I am going to murder my housemate. It's plants. I'm gonna, sorry, did I break up a bit there? I'm going to murder my housemate's plants. I think I've, I've got to. I just want to know, how can I kill these plants and get away with it? What do I do? What's the secret to a successful murder? How, how can I kill the plant in such a way that the plant will die and I will stop having this fly problem without my housemate when she comes back? Hammy being like, what did you do? You killed my plant. I'd be like, no, I didn't. I need plausible deniability. I need no evidence. That's kind of my criteria. Have you got any ideas? How can I murder these plants? How can you kill a plot plant without there being any evidence? If you've got any, any thoughts, any advice, if you have any experience, that's a scary question to ask. 07807 183 538. That's my number. Or you can email station at wizardradio.co.uk. I just want to know, how can, I, how can I kill these plants in such a way that it is not obvious that I killed these plants? Thank you very much in advance for your help on this important matter. Coming up next, Josh, Josh685, Jason Derulo. And a few weeks ago, I did a 60-second guide to Jason Derulo. This week, I'm going to give you a 60-second guide to Josh685 instead. I've done lots of research. This is all fact-checked, so don't you worry about that. Let's do it. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. Josh685 is a Vine star from Australia. His Vine username comes from the bus that runs outside his house, the 685, which goes from North Wentworth Falls to Katoomba. He used to get it to and from school every day. It was on the 685 bus that he first signed up to Vine, and he got so distracted by it that he rode all the way to North Wentworth Falls, and he got stranded there for three hours whilst he waited for the bus back. However, this was to be a three hours that changed his life. During this time, he started making his first vines. Before long, he was an absolute pro, and the riff for what became Savage Life popped into his head. The reason he was so keen to team up with Jason Derulo on this song, because he was actually the creator of the vine, where that kid stands in front of a calendar and goes, January, February, March, April, May, June, Jason Derulo. And that's Josh685 in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5. Played songs by her on the show a few times, but she's had a rebrand. That's Ren for short, and I love my friends on Wizard Radio. Formerly just just Ren, which is ironic because that's now longer than Ren was on it. Anyway, before that, Josh685, Jason Derulo, Savage Love. It's Alec here playing new Becky Hill in a second, and Zara Larson's on before 5. When Miles is here, I want tips on how to commit a murder and get away with it. I'm trying to kill my housemate's plant whilst they're gone because it's done nothing but brought me flies. So many flies, teeny tiny ones everywhere in my kitchen. I've done so much squishing this week and I've had enough. I've reached the end of my tether. The only logical solution is to kill this plant. So that's what I'm going to do. But how? How can I do it and get away with it without them being like, you killed my plant when, when they come back? Hey to Nath, says you need to make sure you don't do anything whilst your housemates are away, because then it will be obvious that you're the one that killed it. Yeah, good point. I didn't think of that. Oh well. Anyway, let's see what, what he suggests. What I would do if I was you, says Nathan, is wait until your housemates are back, just stick with it, and then once they're back and watering the plants as normal, you just, over the period of a couple of weeks, start watering the plant with orange juice and other acidic acidic drinks 
that are definitely not the water you're meant to give the plant. That way, there's no way it could be you, because your friend is the one who's been washing the plant, and not you, as far as they know. Um, I mean, yes, Nath, but, number one, if I wait a few weeks till they come back, my house, my flat will just be overrun with tiny flies. Everything will be flies. I'll pick up a glass and it will be filled with flies. I'll turn on the tap and flies will come out. No, we're not doing that. We can't wait that long because it will be too late. Also, will orange juice kill a plant? I mean, I've never tried, but surely it's really sugary. It's full of loads of glucose. And as everybody knows, glucose plus oxygen goes to carbon dioxide plus water photosynthesis. So what if I actually end up by feeding the plant orange juice, I just make it stronger instead of doing what I want to do, which is which is kill it. I'm not sure about this, to be honest, as an idea, but thanks for your message. Benny's been on, says the easiest way to kill a plant without just throwing it in the bin and neglecting it is to overwater it because the soil will look healthy by the time your friend comes back home, but the plant itself will be dead. So just give it loads of water, and then the day before your friend comes home, remove some of the excess water from the plant pot so it's not obvious that you drowned it and it'll be really easy this knowledge has come to you courtesy of my short stint as a member of my school's gardening club in year seven wow benny you are so cool in the gardening club well done um but that is useful knowledge to be fair so thank you yes the perfect crime because if she says have you been watering it i can say yes Yes, I have. I've been watering it a lot. I don't know how it died when I watered it so much. <laughs> when actually, I drowned the plant and overwatered it to death. Good idea. Like a like waterboarding, but for plants. Interesting. Very interesting. Thank you, Benny. I like this idea. Carla says, I'm uncomfortable with the idea of you killing the plant, Alec. Ugh, someone had to go and be all righteous on me, didn't they? She says, just rehome it or sell it or give it away and then act like you know nothing when they come back wondering where the plant is. I know it's technically gaslighting, but just pretend the plant never existed. You don't know what they're talking about and it definitely was not in the kitchen when they left. Yeah, you see, you say you're uncomfortable with the idea of me killing the plant. I'm uncomfortable with the idea of pretending there was no plant and trying to convince them that they're crazy. That seems like quite toxic behavior if i'm honest you know like murdering a plant isn't great but it's not making someone doubt their own reality that's really terrible i can't do that i can't give the plant away and pretend it never existed no 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 I mean, a nice idea it's smart and if i was if i was able to switch off the remaining part of my moral compass i would be down for that but at the moment i'm not i'm sorry <laughs> And Ali as well has been on. I don't think you should do anything, Alec. Your housemate never told you to water the plant. She never gave you any instructions of what you do to the plant to keep it alive. So just don't do anything. She dug the grave for that plant the second she left it with you and didn't tell you what to do. She is a bad plant mother. Ho ho! Shots fired by Ali to the quality of Hammy's plant parenting. But I guess a good point. I was never told to look after this plant. It was just left for me. Yeah, so I could just I could just do nothing. But then if I do nothing, I feel like I will still have this this flies issue in the short to medium term. And I just I need I need to get rid of the flies. Maybe the solution is not to kill the plant, but in fact just 
to get another plant, but make this one a Venus flytrap, and then I guess we can have lots of plants, and the flies will get get killed. Maybe that's that's not a bad idea of mine. Well, after all that, I came up with a solution myself. There we go. But thanks for your message anyway. Coming up next on Wizard Radio, we will return to what's going on. And if you haven't heard this before, we haven't done it for a while. I played you a clip just before four o'clock and it was just of, of chaos unfolding. I just wanted you to try and work out what was actually happening in it. So before I play Becky here, let's hear it one more time and then we'll get into the answers. And I'm not doing it because I woke up in a free country. Have a great day. So you're going to take this car from me. Sir, have a great Pull day. Pull stuff. You are no longer welcome here in our warehouse. Becky Hill and Sigala on Wizard Radio. Heaven on my mind. Alec Feldman here for about 10 more minutes. Then Miles Mikulski is on. Don't miss that. I'm going to play Zara Larson in a second as well. Let's return to what's going on. On, 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 on. I should do that properly. This is a game. Um, we're doing it in place of someone's knocking at your door for a little while. Just because I've decided to, to rest it. Because for reasons I, I genuinely can't go into. I've really upset the people's postcode lottery. Who that game is sort of taking the mickey out of. So... So this is on instead, for a bit, just for a little while. Someone's looking at door, we'll be back. Don't worry, door fans, it's not over yet. But in the meantime, uh, this is where I play you a clip. A little clip of just something happening that sounds a bit weird, a bit confusing, a bit chaotic. And you just have to try and work out what is actually happening. You can guess correctly, if that's something you'd like to do, and try and work out what it actually is. Or you can just make up something completely far-fetched and ridiculous, and I will enjoy that very much too. That's how it goes. So, let's have a listen to this week's clip on what's going on. And I'm not doing it because I woke up in a free country. Have a great day. So you're going to take this car from me. Sir, have a great Pull day. Pull stuff. You are no longer welcome here in our warehouse. So what's happening there? There's a lot of shouting. People seem angry. There's someone asking a guy to, to leave and saying that he's no longer welcome in his, in his warehouse. What? What's actually happening there? Can't work it out. Let's see what people are saying. Julia's been on. Is it a fight at a YouTuber convention or something like that? The thing I can't work out is the warehouse, which is why it might be a YouTuber convention or something that's being held in a giant warehouse. I think it's someone who's misbehaved or got in a fight at a convention and they're being forced out by the organiser who's telling them that they are no longer welcome at the warehouse, i.e. the convention. Maybe they were buying some merchandise or something as well. I guess, yeah, that explains the cart when he's like, oh, so you're taking my cart? Um, yeah. I guess they, because they have them in, like, XL in London, don't they, sometimes? Those big YouTuber conventions. So maybe it's like that. That's sort of like a big warehouse. Yeah, I like that idea. Could be YouTubers. Could be Logan Paul versus KSI. The, the epic fight of the sec- century, week, decade, month, something like that. Yeah, interesting, an interesting suggestion. Yeah, but then are YouTube conventions normally particularly aggressive places? Is that a place you would expect to get into this kind of confrontation? I don't know, but maybe. But yeah, I like that idea. I like that this all very much stems from the fact that it's in a warehouse. That's kind of where this has all come from in Julia's mind. She's like, warehouse, warehouse, YouTuber convention, absolutely. Which is a nice, a nice idea, but it's not Logan Paul and KSI. It's not Zoella versus Joe Shug having a massive <laughs> domestic. It's not that. 
it's not a YouTube convention in a warehouse, but nice guest, Julia. Thank you very much. Natalie says, is the clip of someone being forced out of the back room of a supermarket? I don't know if this is actually a thing, but I've always assumed that the back of supermarkets are just huge warehouses for storage. And so this is someone who went into the staff only area of a supermarket, into the warehouse to look for something that wasn't available in the main supermarket area. Then they got caught and they put up a fight, but they did get kicked out of the warehouse. Oh, I've always wanted to do that. I mean, not, you know, it's not like a major life goal, but there is a part of me that's always thought, wouldn't it be cool if you could see what's behind those massive, like, doors in the supermarket? But no, um, it's not someone that snuck into, like, the back bit, the stock room of a supermarket. But you're not a million miles off, Natalie. You're close. I, I like your thinking. It is a place where you can purchase food. It is even, I suppose you could say, a market but, but not of the super kind. And again, because that links in with the cart thing as well. It's like a shopping cart that they've got. And that's what's being taken away. Yeah, I can totally see where your line of thinking is going with that. And you're close. You'll, listen, you'll find out. You'll find out. You're not far off. Jason, hi. The bit that's confused me is the phrase, you're no longer welcome in our warehouse. So this is a man who has a car and has maybe driven it into a warehouse or something like that. At first I thought it was someone at a car wash who got into a fight and got kicked out of it. But then why would he leave his car there? The idea I've settled on is that this was a guy playing indoor dodgems or bumper cars. There was a crash, someone got hurt inside the warehouse and now he's being forced to leave. That ticks all the boxes for me. Jason, Jason mate, um, I think you, you misheard. It's not car, it's cart. <laughs> like shopping cart <laughs> i like concocting this whole elaborate backstory involving a car though i mean like why would why would a car be inside a warehouse is it dodgems was there a crash no 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 you just misheard it's cart <laughs> that's funny but i do like the, the elaborate story that there's been like a big crash and you know he was welcome in the warehouse before he crashed his car into it but now now I'm really going to have to ask him to leave. You're not welcome anymore after this nasty crash. You've gone straight through the wall. No. That is an incorrect guess. But again, thank you for playing What's Going On. That's made me laugh. Thanks, Jason. And finally, Phoebe. This one is really obvious to me and possibly obvious to everyone, but only if I've got it right. This is someone in a supermarket who's being forced out of the supermarket, probably because... They're not wearing a mask. That'd be really 2020. I think the supermarket is Costco because Costco is the only place I can think of that's actually a warehouse. So this guy is being a male Karen or a Marin, as I like to call them, or as I said earlier, a gammon, refusing to wear a face mask because he lives in a free country and is being forced to leave without his shopping trolley. Well, like I said, Natalie was close on the supermarket. I wouldn't call Costco a supermarket because it does take place in a Costco, Phoebe. You are absolutely right. I'd still call it more of is a hypermarket or just a warehouse because it is a warehouse. That's why I'm saying you're no longer welcome in our warehouse. So yeah, that's exactly it. Well done, Phoebe. You've got it in one. It's a guy in Costco who's not been wearing a mask. He's having a big argument with the guy who works there. And so the guy's taken his cart, not car, and he's taken it away. And asking him very politely, actually, given the idiot that he's up against, to leave the warehouse. And that is what's going on. So now we know. Let's hear the clip one more time. And I'm not doing it because I woke up in a free country. Have a great day.
So you're gonna take this car for me. Sir, have a great Pull day. Pull this stuff. You are no longer welcome here in our warehouse. You see, and now you know, that was what's going on. Someone not wearing a mask in Costco and getting kicked out. And that is just about the end of the show. We'll do what's going on again next week, I think, if that's all right with you. And I'll be back. I'll have the weekly mixtape on Friday at 3. I'll have this on Saturday, 3 till 5. And you can always get the podcast. And you can listen to the show whenever you like. Just find it in all the places you get your podcasts on. Have an amazing Saturday. Mars Mikulski's on next. And the last song for me today is going to be Zara Larson. She's gone all farmer. This is Love Me Land. See ya. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.